Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This podcast is meant to give you real ways to defeat dark forces narrated in story form to give you the tools to gain victory in every circumstance. This is Vivian L. Miller. We're continuing with my first book, More Than Conquerors. If you're interested in the other books that are available, I have six on Amazon under Vivian L. Miller. We're starting today with Chapter 12. Jan had a sudden urge to find Brandon. There was no rational explanation for her urgency, but she knew it was connected to the warfare she'd been waging for the past half hour. She left the house by the back door and stood at the hedge. Cupping her hands around her mouth, she called to her son, Brandon! The warmth of the day heated Jan's bare shoulders, exposed by the sleeveless cotton blouse she wore. Although physically she was hot, she felt a chill go down her spine. Everything in the neighborhood appeared the same as always. A gentle breeze stirred the leaves of the neighboring trees. Birds called to each other from their respective perches, hidden within the boughs of the surrounding trees. The sound of a sprinkler could be heard in the distance and the little girls who lived in the corner could be heard playing in their yard. It was peaceful, joyous, and so normal on the surface, yet that uneasiness remained. In the spirit realm, the angels on assignment over the Wyatt household awaited a faith command. Silently, they communicated with each other, puzzled why the boy's why the boy's mother had not spoken anything they could carry out. She knows the power of her words of faith, the guardian said to another of the angels of light. Why doesn't she say something? Jan stood at the hedge, uncertain what to do. Brandon was not in sight and was not responding to her call. Suddenly the Holy Spirit rose up within her and she did what she should have done in the beginning. Angels of the living God, I speak to you in the name of Jesus. It is written in Mark chapter 4, verse 22, For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was there anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. Find Brandon and bring him home now. With that said, Jan turned toward the house and went inside. Even though the faith words were spoken quietly, the guardians at Justin's house heard the the command loud and clear. Brandon's guardian whispered to his in his assignment's ear, your mother is looking for you. His young charge heard those words and knew he needed to go quickly. Although he was about ready to yield to the pressure and offer to help Justin with the spells, he knew that if he didn't get home, his mother would find out what, that, what the two boys had been doing. That wouldn't be good at all. Bye, Justin. I'll see you later, he said to Justin's back. His friend never even acknowledged that he had heard him. Quickly, the coffee-haired boy let himself out of the house and hurried back through the hedge, his guardian right beside him. The angels of light were rejoicing in the victory. They were pleased that they were able to see the boy to the safety of his home. As delighted as they were, the dark contingent was equally displeased. We were so close to getting him ensnared, just like his friend. If only his mother hadn't awakened from her complacency. We will have to answer to the master soon. We need to get to set another trap. Brandon's heart was beating faster than normal as his feet touched the ground on his side of the hedge. Adrenaline was rushing through his body as conviction rose in his spirit. The young man recognized how close he had come to participating in activities that had been specifically warned against by his parents. Taking a deep breath, he made the concerted effort to calm down before he went inside. His mother was extremely adept at sensing when things were amiss, and he did not want to have to explain. 
Brandon had never been a liar, but this was one of those situations where he might have been tempted to try. Grabbing the handle on the screen door, he entered the back door into the kitchen. He was relieved to see that his mother had his back to him. She placed a plate and a glass of milk on the table. I hope you haven't eaten because I made this for you, she stated. No, and I am hungry. Thanks, Mom. Brandon sat quickly, taking a big bite as he sat. He concentrated on the food as though he hadn't eaten in days. Keeping his eyes averted, he continued chewing, hoping she would be busy herself with something. As long as she was occupied, he wouldn't have to explain where he had been or what he'd been doing. Jan was keeping herself busy with putting the breakfast dishes away and wiping down the counters. She was well aware that something was up where Brandon was concerned, but sensing that a direct approach was not the best way to deal with it, listening to the Holy Spirit within her, she asked casually, How's Justin doing these days? I haven't seen him lately. Fine. Why didn't you invite him over for lunch? He was busy. As much as his mother wanted answers, she sensed that there wasn't going to be much more information forthcoming. After a few minutes of silence, she decided to deal with with this a different way. Going into the den with her Bible, she sat in her favorite overstuffed chintz chair and read. Chapter 13. Jan made frequent trips to the back door, looking across the hedge for Katie's sedan. Throughout the afternoon, she kept watch, but there was no sign of her friend. As she was cooking dinner, she finally noticed Katie's blue compact in the driveway. Good, she thought. I'll pop over after dinner and have a chat with her. I'll bring along the peanut butter chocolate chip cookies she likes so much. It took longer than Jan had planned to get the meatloaf and mashed potatoes on the table. In her preoccupation with what she was going to say to her best friend, she had forgotten to turn the oven on. By the time the meal was served and everything was washed and put away, the car was gone from the driveway. At first, Jan thought she had, she had pulled the vehicle into the garage, but the door had been left open and it was empty. If it had occurred to her, Jan would have sent the ministering spirits on assignment to ensure that Katie would be home when she went over to talk to her. She was unaware of the orchestrated effort that had been made by the dark contingent to keep her separated from her friend. It hadn't occurred to her that those forces of darkness had invested too much time and effort so far to allow her to throw a wrench into their plans. That afternoon, during one of many strategy meetings of the Emissaries of Darkness, they had discussed the dark-haired human's mother. She spent a great deal of time with her God, and surely she would be trying to communicate with the trapped one's mother. We need to watch carefully and block any attempts at contact. We have not ensnared the blonde boy enough yet to cause chaos within his family. They came to a consensus, and they vigilantly did what they had been doing throughout the ages. They observed her actions. When they saw Jan looking across the hedge repeatedly and watched, they watched for any indication that she was seeking Katie. Shortly after Justin's mother got home, Jan looked across again, and as soon as she spotted the car, her face revealed a satisfied expression. She was just reaching over to set the temperature on the oven when the phone rang. Leaving the stove, she went to answer the phone, but there was no one on the other end. She continued preparing the food, all the time thinking she had preheated the oven. It wasn't until she was putting the meatloaf in that she realized she had never turned it on. Thus, a delay had been put in place that was just long enough to keep the two prayer partners separated. Katie had a meeting to attend that night for the Women's Ministry Outreach, which was following the picnic. Although she wasn't the chairman for that event, she was one of the top three on the planning committee. 
She would have taken Justin with her, but he would just be bored. Besides, he was almost 13 and fully capable of being left alone for an evening. Katie had told him he was free to, to visit Brandon if he chose, but they didn't need to be back home by 9.30. The fact that she needed to leave him alone again suited Justin's purposes just fine. It wasn't five minutes after she pulled out of the driveway that he was back in the family room on the computer. He had made a lot of progress in the past few days. As soon as he gathered up some needed supplies, he would be ready to go to the next level. Although he visited the twins and played video games with them daily, he hadn't discussed the research he had been doing. In the old days, he would have done everything with Brandon, but except for that afternoon, they hadn't spent any time together recently. Kevin and Kyle had that connection common to twins and seemed to share not only facial features, but their moods and interests as well. They always welcomed Justin and enjoyed playing the video games with him, but he missed the close connection he had shared with Brandon. Justin was caught between wanting to have Brandon with him when he explored and experimented with witchcraft and the desire to keep his interest in the dark arts to himself. Like Brandon, Justin had been instructed to keep his heart protected from the type of activity and at first, conviction rose up when he began to study the intricacies of wizard, wizardry. The deeper he got into the subject, however, the quieter his spirit got, so that he hardly sensed anything wrong with his actions anymore. With the assistance of the spirits of rebellion and pride, he had decided that his parents only relayed those warnings to keep him from becoming powerful in his own right. They were from the old school that says that all power comes from God alone. The blonde youth knew that his friend had been told the same thing by his parents. Justin was not willing, yet willing, to risk Brandon telling his parents to stop the progress he was making. It was only a matter of time before Justin was master over his own destiny. When that happened, his parents would see that they were wrong. Why serve a God you can't see, taking orders from him when you can cast spells and make things go the way you want, Justin thought to himself. If Justin could have seen the, into the realm of the spirit, he would have been terrified by the activity around him. The demonic numbers assigned to the boy had increased since the first day playing video games with the twins. All of the conclusions he had recently come to had been smooth fed to him by the dark contingent. Pride had stripped the boy's ego until he truly believed he could come, become master of his own destiny. Rebellion had made him believe that his parents were not were only trying to control him by telling him that the occult was not to be practiced. Remembering that when those popular novels came out about the study of witchcraft, Justin resented that he had been forbidden to read the books. Even though his parents had never read them, they had made the decision not to allow Justin to read them either. Just another means to control him. He was almost grown after all, in just a few years he'd be going off to college. As Justin continued copying incantations and making a list of the elements he would need to defined in order to cast spells, the dark emissaries were conducting yet another meeting in the same room. Lust was speaking. What we need to do is lure the other boy back over here. He will not be completely ensnared until we can get him to take a more active role. Strife spoke up. If we can get the two to compete for the upper hand, we can get him eager to gain a position of power. Seduction disagreed. We need to make a subtle move, one that will ensnare him before the boy realizes what has happened. We haven't had the chance to speak to him at all while he's been in his own house next door. It's that praying mother of his in the blood. He choked as he said it. Lines she's play, placed around the property. 
All the demons nodded in agreement to that last statement, even as they visibly shuddered at the mention of the blood that was their defeat thousands of years ago. None of them liked to even remember that moment when Jesus rose from the pit of hell and ascended into heaven victorious. They hated the mention of that blood shed for the redemption of man that is present in the holy place even today. The mere mention of that brought home to them again that the dark master would not accept another defeat. They were determined to succeed in this assignment. After dinner, Brandon went up to his room as quickly as possible to avoid any confrontation with his mother. He was still disturbed about the activities Justin had been involved with and recognized that had it not been for the fact that he needed to go home, he would have been dabbling in the forbidden. The lure of experimentation in something new was pulling on him. Even though he knew his parents' view on accessing power from any other source other than God, it didn't alter the fact that he missed Justin. In his room, he pulled out his coin collection, but the satisfaction he normally got from looking at the coins was missing. He pulled out one of his favorite DVDs and put it into his compact player, but although the movie was a favorite, his attention kept drifting back to the question, what if? What if his mother hadn't been looking for him? What if he had stayed at Justin's a little while longer? What if they found some new interests together that they could both enjoy? What if those spells were just another form of make-believe? What if it was no different than when they had played superheroes as little boys? What if his parents were wrong? When Brandon thought about that, the possibility that his parents were wrong, it stunned him. Until that moment in his young life, that thought had never crossed his mind. It had never occurred to him that his parents could be wrong. He sat up on his bed and stared off into the distance. Meanwhile, Jan had retreated into the family room with her Bible. She got comfortable and began to pray in the spirit quietly. I just need to follow you in this, Lord God, she thought to herself. Tuning herself to her spirit, she listened for instruction. Opening the Bible, she turned to the book of James, chapter 1. Reading aloud, Brandon's mother said, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who give, that gives to all men liberally and abrades not, and it shall be given him. Lord, I, if you said in your word that when I lack wisdom, I could ask you and you would give it liberally. I believe I receive that liberal wisdom now. I hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of the stranger I do not follow. Thank you for the next step in Jesus' name, I pray. In the realm of the unseen, there was a flurry of activity. Within the Wyatt home, angels of the Most High were on duty protecting mother and son. Waiting upon a faith command from one of the family, they silently communicated among themselves. The boy's mother has requested the wisdom of the Most High, so we should be receiving faith commands soon. In the meantime, we need to find out whether the other boy's mother is aware of the danger yet. Immediately, one of the angels angelic forces left to meet with Katie's guardian. Moments later, he returned shaking his head. Katie was still too involved in earthly activities to recognize that her son was in imminent danger. At that moment, the angels heard Jan speak out of the book of Isaiah 54. All of your children should be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. I declare and agree with this word, that Brandon and Justin are taught of the Lord, and great is their peace in the name of Jesus. Jan had spoken the word she was impressed to speak, not fully grasping the importance or immediate result that took place in the realm of the spirit. Upstairs, Brandon had been struggling with the uncertainty planted earlier by the spirit of doubt as to whether his parents had been right in warning him to stay away from the dark arts. But in the split second those words of faith were spoken by his mother, 
doubtless dealt a blow with the sword of the spirit, and he was forced to leave the house. Complete peace permeated his room, and for the moment his struggle was over. Over the hedge of Justin's house, the young man felt as though he was being watched in his search. The convicting voice of his spirit became more forceful than it had been in days, and searching for incantations suddenly didn't seem like such a good idea anymore. He quickly shut down the computer and went upstairs to secure his notebook in his hiding place until another time. Even though he knew his notes were hidden safely away, he was sensing that he should destroy them instead. Although a part of him was tempted to dispose of them, he had invested hours of his time researching. The desire to delve into the occult eventually won over the voice of his spirit. He would become the master of his own destiny. We will continue with more than conquers at a later time. Thank you for listening. Be blessed.